the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that the Earth got hit by a big asteroid millions of years ago. She said the moon formed when it split off by the impact. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Did anyone see it happen? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science books, so it's got to be right. Science books once said if you went into space without a spacesuit, your eyes would pop. But that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. When I asked you about how your teacher knows about that asteroid impact, I knew that she didn't. But do you know when the moon was put into orbit? Was that on day four of creation? Yes, indeed. In Genesis 1.16, we read, Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. That lesser light is our moon, which reflects light from the sun. That's really awesome, Grandpa. But why did my teachers tell us different? Well, scientists actually have several theories on how the moon came to be in orbit around the Earth, none of which makes sense. But they refuse to give God the credit of creating it like it says in the Bible, because they only want to believe that which they can see and test. Gee, Grandpa, why do they do that when they can't see or test how the moon came to be without God? That's a great question. The Apostle Paul has the answer which he wrote in Romans 1.22. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzaville, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Collision moon. How did the moon get there? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a question a kid could, ask, could certainly ask and will ask. And it's one that scientists ask. And as Carl pointed out in the skit, they've got a lot of answers. They've got a lot of theories about where it came from, et cetera. Terry, what were you talking about earlier about NASA's thoughts? Well, I was watching this documentary. It was actually a pretty good documentary overall, but it's a documentary to the moon. And latter Apollo missions actually started putting more emphasis on doing science and not as much on just getting there and getting back safely. And they were talking about the importance of the moon, how it's just the right size and the right distance from Earth to stabilize the Earth's tilt and to create tides and and do all of the things that are necessary to have life here on Earth. But yet their explanation was that a big asteroid the size of Mars crashed into the Earth and then... Incidentally, I don't call that an asteroid. That's a planet. (laughs) But go ahead. You had all of these 
chunks of earth that flew out and then coalesced and then came together and formed the moon, giving us exactly the moon that we need to be able to have life here on earth, instead of thinking maybe this came from a loving creator. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that people don't understand with that is they tell this just-so story, but there's huge problems with it. One is, it could not have been a fast collision. It could not have been this planetoid came in and hit the Earth at 36,000 miles per hour or something. It would have blown everything. We would have had a rubble field like we have with the asteroid belt outside of Mars if that had occurred. It had to come in at a super slow speed and basically nudge its way into the Earth and let the gravity of the Earth fall into it, create a small explosion field in which it actually went through, pushed out a body, which will become the moon, and then the Hadean volcanic earth then reformed itself after this. It's a just-so story that is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then it has huge problems after that. One of the things that may have been mentioned in your NASA documentary was that if the earth and moon system was created in that big splash way, as they talk about, then the moon initially would have been much closer to the earth than it is now, which means three billion years ago, when they say that life was forming on this planet, the moon would have been causing huge tidal waves that would have washed the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans clear across continents. You couldn't have had the formation of life from that. The continents would be wiped off. Wiped off. There wouldn't be any mountains at all. Yes, yes. So uh, they tell us these just-so stories, but they don't work. They don't work. Carl, what do you got? Well, there's also uh, some missions to the moon to, well, always to get moon rock. And one of the ideas was to get evidence for how the moon formed. And there was Henry Morris reviewed some of that stuff in the past and talked about how the radiometric dating was used on the moon rocks. And that's where they got all disparate dates, and they had to go to committee to figure out which date they were going to choose <laughs> to be the right one. I always love committee. Well, when you have committee, you know, science by committee, that's, that's a little bit frightening. <laughs> and then when we test radiometric dating on rocks of known age and find tremendously disparate now, uh, dates, then how can we use, how can we possibly consider it scientific to use radiometric dating to test rocks of unknown age? That simply makes no sense. That's another, one of the theories was that when the Earth coalesced and the cloud, as it as all the planets were coalescing and forming themselves, the moon was just kind of a little egg off this edge and, and formed that way. So was, we always had the moon. But as you pointed out, since the moon has a measurable increase in its orbital diameter, then it would have started right at the edge of the Earth to begin with and gradually out, which means it would have had just catastrophic gravitational uh, impact on the Earth from the get-go. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about collision moon and where the moon came from. Under the current big splash theory, as you were talking about, Carl, they have tried to substantiate the formation and age of the moon using radiometrics. As our other board member, Dr. Daniel Harris, has testified to us, who I got 
who got the privilege of doing actual research on the original Apollo 11 samples. Disparity and dispersion of that data is ridiculous. It goes all the way from about 200 or 300 million years on some rock samples all the way up to 18 billion, which is 4 billion older than the universe is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so it, it really calls into question what's going on. Other things in this big splash or collision theory that don't make sense. If that occurred, no matter how fast that collision occurred, what you have is a huge fireball. You have a huge amount of heat energy. It would have boiled off all water on both the Earth and the Moon. Now, they have explanations for the Earth that it got bombarded with comets and all this kind of stuff. We'll deal with that another day. But in terms of the Moon, it should be waterless. And yet, what do we find in the lunar rocks? Water? Water. Oh, water. What do we find in liquid form on the south pole of the moon? Water. We found oh a God. reservoir of water there. So that doesn't fit with this big splash idea. Again, the moon is something that if we did not have it, we could not have life as we know it on this planet. It is keeping our tilt at 23 degrees, which controls our seasons. And our whole life cycles are based upon those seasonal cycles. It intermixes the oxygen content in our oceans because it creates tides. It is central to this cradle of life. Other thoughts? And the other, of course, the other theory of the moon came to be was a capture, which was even, <laughs> even more fraught with problems. They're about even. They're both stupid. Well, it, it, they're very, very, very difficult to, to believe and prove scientifically. Oh, the idea was that the moon somehow was just kind of wandering around the solar system. Maybe it came from outside the solar system. Maybe it was just a rogue within the solar system. They don't know. They can't explain it. And it just happened to fall into orbit. Folks, orbit is an unbelievable ballet act. Mm -hmm. You have to come in at exactly the right angle, at exactly the right speed, at exactly the right distance from the planet. We send spacecraft around planets all the time. In almost all cases, they do not fall into orbit. In fact, we use whip-arounds of planets to accelerate them to go to other places. That was one of the challenges of the moon landing, that in order to be able to have a successful moon landing within the time frame given by Kennedy, they had to do lunar orbit rendezvous. And that was a big challenge. They weren't even sure how to do that. They had to practice rendezvousing in Earth orbit because uh, objects orbit at specific speeds, at specific heights above the Earth or above the Moon at specific altitudes. And it's like if you speed up to catch up with the spacecraft in front of you, you actually get farther away. So, <laughs> so it's really not easy to do. Right. No, and that's what the Gemini program was about. The Gemini program was about practicing the skills that we would need for moonshot in terms of rendezvous, docking, etc. And that really, uh, because of the problems they had on the Gemini mission in which Neil Armstrong was on, in which they successfully docked and then went out of control, and he got them back in control in what should have been probably a disaster mission, is probably why he was selected as the first man on the moon, because he had already been in as bad a scenario as they knew of and gotten him out of it. So in conclusion, kids will ask these questions. Where did the moon come from? And sadly, it looks like modern science doesn't have any better answers 
than some of our kids do. But if we refer back to Scripture, it tells us that on day four of creation, that God put it out there for us, and it's part of our cradle of earth. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs>